Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? My name is Fadi Pollution. Welcome back to Let's Talk This Out. Just calling to say good morning. Love you. Well, what do you want me to do? You want me to stay home? But what about, I told you I got to make money. Well, I don't want to make money. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I want you to, to bring your bunny pen that you made in my room and then put all the money in my piggy bank and then in the, your piggy bank will have a little more money and then, and then, and then, and then you can, and then where you, out of money, you can buy money to put in your piggy bank. <laughs> so I can use my money, and then when I'm, I don't have any money, you want me to use your money and put it in my piggy bank? So I can stay home from work? No, I said, well, well all the money is in my piggy bank, and there's a little bit more, like this much, uh-huh. you buy you go, you go to work and buy more, more <laughs> money, and then come back and put in the piggy bank. <laughs> in your piggy bank, uh, in yours. Okay, so I can use all the money, and then when I have a little bit of money, I go to work and go buy more money at work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. I know, I know. That's a good idea, though. I wish I could stay home all the time with you, but yeah. I can't. But why? Because I can't, baby. Daddy has to go. And that's where we're going to pick it up today. Um, that was a conversation between me and Ava. Just, you know, one of the everyday regular conversations. Uh, and the battle that is Fadi going to work. Um, that initial clip you guys heard. In real, like the, the good morning clip. That's uh, on my voicemail. And I wake up. And not every day. Because, you know, I'm not crazy. But every you know, some days when I just, I need to hear it, I go back through the voicemails and I'll listen to her voice and I'll listen to say something, you know, sweet to me. And uh, it's done something for me, I guess. I don't know. It's just, you know, I miss hearing her voice and it is what it is. This show is not going to be about, or this episode, I'm sorry, is not going to be about, you know, sorrow and, and missing and misery and all this other stuff, man. It just... You know, I get tired of talking about it. I feel like I live it every day, and I just I don't want to talk about it. I know you guys can understand that. Just, you know, uh, try and be on a positive note as much as possible all the time and push through any negative note. I said this before, right? But 99% of the harm is caused in your head and by you and your thoughts, right? 1% of the harm is caused by reality, what actually happens and the outcome. Most of the time, the problem isn't the problem. It's the way you go about thinking about the problem. So I do have a big problem, obviously, right, with my life. But the way I think about it is the way I approach it, the way I tackle it, and, and whatever the case is. In this episode, I want to focus on relationships. Relationships get stronger when both are willing to understand mistakes and forgive each other. That's a given. I got that. And I, uh, I do believe in it. Sometimes, though, you just can't forgive certain mistakes. I got these two friends going through an ugly separation, ugly divorce, right? Uh, my one friend told his wife that, you know, he's just not in love with her anymore. And, and now, you know, they want to separate or he wants to separate and, and talk her into a divorce. And now, you know, a few months later, uh, she finds out he was stepping out on her. 
So it goes from this whole, like, I want a divorce because I'm not in love with you to I want a divorce because there's somebody else out there. And that kind of fucks things up a little bit for both of them, right? He might have felt like he had to step out. He might have felt like his needs weren't getting met. And then she might feel like there's no way in hell this can be justified. Both of them are right. Both of them are right. And both of them are justified in their own way. Um, if he was more honest maybe early on with her and told her how he felt before he decided or felt the need to step out, then, you know, maybe it wouldn't be at this point. But he lied to her, you know, in a sense. I'm not saying he lied to her in a malicious way, but he kept on dragging this relationship out their marriage when he knew how he felt and when he knew what he wanted. He drug it out and then used the fact that he was stuck in this marriage or whatever mentality he had to move on without her, to move on in, in a way that would hurt her. And on her hand, right, she knew her marriage was falling apart. She knew that he wasn't happy. And rather than maybe correcting it early on, um, she decided to keep going the way she was going. And not do anything about it, or from the outside looking in, obviously, I'm not in their household, but not do anything about it. And then be in shock or in awe when everything kind of unfolded. So both of them are wrong, obviously. Not obviously, but to me, both of them are wrong in their own sense. And both of them fed into the hand that they're both playing right now. And I bring this up not to put the business out there. Like I said, I never say any names. But uh, I got the phone call to to get to the house right away and, and you know, be there. And I thought this whole time, I just like, these people have been through hell and back together. These people have been through a lot together. They put each other through a lot of shit, right? A lot of fucking emotional and mental terrorism on both ends. And, you know, if once again from the outside looking in, uh, could be classified as a, as a toxic type of relationship. And I'm not judging. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Because, you know, from the outside looking in, my marriage was a toxic type of relationship. And even from the inside looking in, you know, I felt like me and Amanda had gotten some toxic points. Um, but it's so important to be honest with those people that are in your life. Right? If you decided to marry somebody and you decide to be with somebody, whatever the case, you decide to build or have a relationship with somebody, you owe it to that person to help them grow in a way that you want to grow with them. I'm not saying to change them, right? It's the five love languages, you know. Telling them how you want to be loved rather than just accepting the kind of love they're willing to offer you. And if you don't do that, then, you know, it's your fault as well on both ends, right? If the person that's not getting the love they want doesn't speak up, a closed mouth doesn't get fed right, doesn't speak up and say, hey, uh, this is not working and this is why it's not working, but this is why I'd like you to try and this is why I'd like us to be, whatever the case is, and let's work on it. Because a marriage, just like you guys have heard before, it's a, it's a plant. And if you don't water it every day, you're going to start thinking, you know, it's dying or the grass or the flowers on the other side of that fence are, are, are more vibrant or greener. So um, I bring this up because I, I, I've known them for some, some years and I don't believe, I know they've had a thousand and one fucking talks. But sometimes talks just take energy out of you. Sometimes talks just make you feel like, fuck, man, why, what? there's no point in doing this. Especially if you had numerous talks and the end results have always been the same. I found me and Amanda in that situation a lot. You know, there was always a talk. There was always a lecture. There was always a something. There was always a friction point. 
And after a while, right, it's just like, it seems like my, my words fell upon deaf ears, just like I'm sure her words, she felt like they were falling upon deaf ears. You get so comfortable being you, and you don't realize that there's a whole other human life um, in this relationship. There's a, there's a other person growing the same time at the same rate you're growing. And we don't take account for those other people that we're affecting. You know, we just, we take people for granted. We get numb to the fact they're there. They just, we just expect them to be there all the fucking time. And I, I bring this up because I've seen this and I've heard about this in, in more than one marriage, not just mine, more than one relationship, not just mine. You know, we just take people for granted because they're there. And we don't continue to, you know, support. We don't continue to water them. We don't continue to, to, to breathe life into them. We just expect them to be there. And that's kind of fucked up. Not kind of fucked up. It's fucked up in my head. All right. And that's where, I don't know if you guys seen the movie, um, Why'd I Get Married? That's where the 80-20 rule comes in, right? You got somebody at home that's giving you 80% of what you want. But that 20% that's out there, some some scallywag or some, some dude out there is just willing to get out of the 20%. They're willing to do something different. They're willing to... They, they laugh with you differently there to just kind of give you that 20% of attention that you haven't been getting. So you trade up that 80 for the 20, not realizing that after you just got done, um, you know, going through the hell and the emotions, you just dropped 80 off for a 20. And uh, sometimes it works out, right? I've, I've seen plenty of people that fucking left one relationship, got into another, not because of that relationship, but got into another. And, you know, they, they, they seem happy. Once again, outside looking in. But what's messing me up is why people don't take care of what they have when they have it. There's always a reason as to why people got married, right? Unless you're looking for citizenship or some shit like that, then yeah, that's the reason. But when you spend time with somebody, you date them for a while, and you decide to marry them, you take that step. Why not water? Why not take care of your investment? Why don't? Why not? Why not fucking continue to invest in it? And I think that's where me and Amanda fell off. Um, as much as I tried, I know that I lacked in that department. I know I didn't invest much time. I know I was career focused. And when I wasn't career focused, I was coming home to the kids and I wanted to be the best dad in the world. You know, but after being a, um, uh, you know, my military career coming first, because I, I did that not because I love the military more than I love my family, but I did that because I wanted to get the most out of my paycheck. I wanted to get the best promotions when it was time to get them. And I wanted to be able to provide something for my family that, you know, I didn't have growing up or I didn't see growing up. I know my dad worked his ass off and I know how hard he worked to get us to where we were. Um, and I just that, that work ethic is something they instilled in me, right? Um, I'm, not, I'm not all mad and, and doom and gloom about my family. I, I appreciate the way I was raised uh, to a point. But anyway, I... I wanted to take that and I wanted to run with it in the military and I wanted to succeed, right? Because I wanted to give my family everything. I didn't want them to want for nothing. I wanted my daughter to have everything she wanted um, up to a point, right? And I wanted my wife to never, ever ask like or ever, ever wonder about like, hey, can we do something? And me and her both worked at it. And I wasn't saying like it's just it was the whole financial thing was just on me. But that's what I did. So, um so it's not that I put my marriage, you know, uh, last over my career, but I had my career first and I came home and I'm, I'm new to this fatherhood stuff, right? It was only four. So between four and, and now Thanos, you know, uh, eight months old as of a week ago, I just, I wanted to be the best dad, you know, I, I, my dad was, my dad was a great dad when I was younger. I, I couldn't think of too many situations outside of, you know, a, a handful, but 
he, he was a he was a role model to me and i want to be that for my kids so i put my kids second and then lastly which is you know unfortunate now looking back i put my wife last i put her needs and her happiness last i just expected her to be that wife i expected her to be that mother i expected her to just be what she's always been uh at least for the last four years and i didn't water her plant um and I recognize that. I recognize that now. You know, the date nights weren't there. The the random, like, you know, hugs from the back weren't there when she was standing up at the kitchen. I did that once in a while, but I didn't do it enough. I think I was very sweet to her, but I could have been so much sweeter. I could have came home and not touched my phone. I could have came home and ignored the phone calls from work. You know, I could have let that shit go to voicemail at least once every fucking four calls. But I didn't. You know, I just always wanted to keep, I wanted to make sure everything was just perfect at work so I got the recognition I fucking worked for I could have put the kids to sleep I could have put Ava to sleep sooner I could have you know forced her down to the the backyard and lit the fire I could have watched more movies while on the couch I could have just pulled the phone out of her hand and just wanted to talk and just talk with her I could have done so much you know looking back but I didn't um or I, I didn't consistently I did that stuff sometimes you know I think I was you know quite romantic but when me and her first met, like, I was super fucking romantic. Like, I remember blowing up a balloon for each day we were together. A red and white balloon. So for our first Valentine's, right, I blew up. I sat there without a fuck. I didn't realize they had balloon pumps. I'm out here blowing and hand-tying balloons. I was fucking, my, my lips were dried up from rubber. And um, my, my fucking, my three fingers that you tie balloons with were raw from having the fingers, uh, having the rubber rub across my fingers. And then I got her favorite meal from Cheesecake Factory, picked it up, had the candles lit, uh, the flower petals on the bed, uh, in the bathtub, everything. You know, she came home from work and she was completely in awe. I set the bar so high when me and her first got together. and I feel like I fucking let that bar go now that I look back at it. And then in the same breath, you know, it takes two to tango. I felt like, you know, my goals and my aspirations outside of work, you know, my personal goals of what I want to do were, were let go. They were, they were just they weren't important right because it was what she wanted over everything and obviously then the kids and just taking care of just being a man and being you know, a man of the house so I stopped watering her grass I felt like and she stopped watering my grass and right now I just wish I wish I had a patch of grass that belonged to her that I could water I um I don't know but so I, that's why I bring up my, my friends you know, they're two great people, and I think that they fit well together. I think they're, they're I don't want to use the words made for each other. I, don't, I hate that fucking term, but they, they seem like they're meant for each other. Um, just because their personalities, they, they're very, they balance each other out. But they, they spent the last years bickering over little things, medium things, and big things to the point where he got, and I got just turned off with the whole wanting to talk about things. And then she's just held on to so much of the, the stuff that, that, has fueled her fire for years. So both of them are at a disadvantage to each other. And now they're at this falling out phase where it's just a, a fucking fire uh, and a volcano or tornado, whatever the fuck you want. A mixture of volatile fucking things. And I'm sitting here watching this unfold, man. And I just, my heart goes out to them. I just, I hope they keep the strength that they need and they don't do anything stupid in the process. But, um,. Yeah, so I, I bring that up today, and that's the, that's, the, that's the state of mind that I'm in right now as far as, you know, my thoughts for the day, my thoughts for the week, what you know, what, what's transpired and whatnot. And I ask you guys this, right? How many of you guys, 
are watering your grass? Maybe not every day, but at least once a week, twice a week. How many of you guys are, are going through your motions and not just um, going through your actual motions and not just going through the motions? How many of you guys are being that wife, that husband, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, rather than just being that, that zombie and taking the person you have for granted? Because I tell you guys right now, man, hindsight is motherfucking twenty twenty. And when you look back at something, whether you lost that person to a divorce, to another man or woman, um, or whether you lost that person just in life, um, you know, how, how do you think you'd feel about the person you're laying down next to, making these memories with, investing that time with? If you, if you feel bad losing them, then fucking take care of that person. Because only God knows when that person's going to go. And I'm not saying in the sense of Amanda, but, you know, that person goes to work in the morning or you guys go to work, you know, you guys leave the house or whatever time you leave the house. Do you kiss, say, I love you, I miss I, I miss you, or, you know, get that last hug? Do you know if that hug is going to be your last? Do you know if that kiss is going to be your last? And then if it is, you know... How, how you feel if it, how, how would you feel knowing that it's your last? Just think about that, you know. Um, I'm not talking about life is short, you know. I get that. Everybody knows life is short. I'm talking about the people that you chose to be in your life. Do you treat them? Do you keep them? And do you maintain their happiness? You know, do you maintain the fact that, you know, that love, that, that water, do you water their love? Do you water that grass? Because I tell you guys right now, it's one of my biggest regrets. I wish I had one more date night with her. I wish I could hug her. I wish I kissed her before I saw her. You know, before I left the house that last night. And I do. I do, and it eats away at me. And um, if you can close your eyes right now and imagine the person that you're with not there anymore, and you think that you'd be okay, then you don't need to be with that person. But if you do feel like you'd be fucked up, and you want or need to be with that person, take care of that person. Take care of them. They deserve it just like you deserve it. We're all human, right? Nobody wants to be treated like a fucking dog or afterthought in a relationship. That's why I'm going to leave you guys out with tonight, man. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. Keep swimming. And when them arms get heavy and you feel tired, it's okay to take a deep breath in and motherfucking float. All right? Love y'all.